Well, what's up, guys? How was the week? I see some faces I hadn't seen in a while. What's up, man? It's good to see you, bro. Golly, check this out. So we got planned for next week. We're going to run the buses again. I hope, I hope that next week when we run the buses, that we have to bring the chairs back from upstairs back down here, and we got to fill this room up with chairs again. I hope that's what happens. We got planned to run the bus next Wednesday, and so hopefully plans come into reality, okay? Hey, guys, let me let you know I'm super stoked to see you. I love you guys. I'm proud of you. Uh, I, I just want to say that I'm super stoked to be here in this same room with you guys on this night at this time. There's no greater place to be than here in my book. I don't know about the rest of the leaders' books, but here in my book, there's no better place to be on a Wednesday night at 7 o'clock. Worshiping Jesus with you guys, and uh, I get to preach. Man, my favorite thing to do is preach the Word of God, get into the Bible. Sandra thinks it's funny. I don't know. Would you like to share with the rest of the class? Oh. My boy Chris is here. Y'all can't see him, but he's on the phone. It's all good. What's up, my man? I don't know. It just happened. Uh, anyway, I love the Bible. I love to preach from the Bible. I love to live uh, my life according to the Bible. And I love Jesus. I say this thing when I make these Facebook videos. I love Jesus. I love his word. I love you guys. And that's literally true tonight. Look at me when I tell you this. I love you. And I'm here for you. And Jesus is here for you. Uh, how many of y'all believe that his presence is here with us when we gather in his name? How many of y'all believe that he inhabits the praises of his people? And so at that last part when we were all like, Jesus, so much power in the name of Jesus, and we all sang that together, that draws him in. That, that, uh, that brings Jesus into uh, our presence. Hey, how many of y'all have ever heard it said in a prayer, Jesus, we welcome you here in this place? Y'all ever hear that? Hey, more than we can welcome Jesus in this place, I want you to know that Jesus welcomes you. In this place, and so it doesn't matter where you uh, have been in your walk with Him. It doesn't matter what you're doing in life right now, what your uh, heart looks like on the inside. Hey, Jesus still welcomes you in this place, and He's got a word for you tonight. And I'm stoked to deliver it. I'll tell you, I've been uh, I've been struggling with this weird little stomach bug deal going on. It's it's, it's had me uh, locked down uh, to a certain porcelain piece of furniture that, you know, without getting too graphic, um, it's, it's tormenting me, y'all. <laughs> so just pray for you boy here as I preach. But hey, I got something cool to talk about tonight. I want to talk about prayer posture. Can you hear me, Chris? I want to talk about prayer posture. Uh, Emily, you got me? I want to talk about prayer posture. <laughs> y'all give a round of applause for Emily, y'all. She's doing good. Hey. Nah. So I want to talk about prayer posture. Anybody tell me what posture is? I couldn't even spell posture. I had to ask Charles last night. What's posture? Like, like. Who can show me an illustration on this altar right here of what good posture is? Who can do that for me? Anybody? Show us. Let's see it. <laughs> Chew! 
Okay. I'll do it because she's, she's bugging over here. Thank you. So apparently good posture is not what I do when I'm playing Call of Duty War, uh, uh, Cold War, but like what girls mostly do. No? How come I always see girls all the time? They be sitting to eat or whatnot, and they're like, oh. So apparently this, this is good posture, though. They say, listen to me, you guys, listen. They say if you sit with good posture, you'll feel better. You, I mean, uh, it, your back won't hurt. Like, I don't know. Apparently sitting like this, your back's going to hurt. You're going to develop some sort of uh, oleosis or Whatever the case may be, it's going to be not fun, but if you sit with good, hey, listen, listen, don't miss this, don't miss this, don't miss this, y'all. If you sit with good posture, it prevents, listen to me, it prevents um, pain in the future, right? Good posture prevents pain in the future, and so tonight I want to talk about prayer posture. What's your prayer life like? Don't answer this out loud, but think about it to yourself. What's your prayer life like? How's, how's your prayers been with God? What's the, what's the dialogue between you and God like here lately? Is there one? Have you been praying? Or what's, what's the case in that uh, situation? Just think about it for a second. Take, take a second to think about it. I just remember we did not take phones. So if I see you on your phone, it's... it's... <laughs> no, uh, but think about this. How's your prayer life been? Have you been talking with God, or do you think he's just too mad at you to talk to you, or like you shouldn't bother him with your issues? How many of you have ever felt like maybe you shouldn't bother God with your issues? Maybe it's just a little too small for something as huge as God to deal with. Anybody? Heck yeah, okay, me too. Cade too. Cade raised his hand, just so you know your leader, one of your leaders has raised their hands. Okay, we're all in this together. I sing that high school musical thing. Is that how you dance? We're all in this together, and we know. What? Oh. Emily's like, no, I could teach you how to really do that dance. I've watched that movie 136 times on repeat, and I know it by heart. No. She laughed because it's true. No. Uh, so, but here's the case. Oh, my gosh. Chris, Chris just hit the ground. Chris just hit the ground. Okay, prayer posture. Prayer posture, Okay. Think about your prayers here lately, man. Think about, let's be real. Let's be real with ourselves. Let's be honest. Think about how your prayers have been with God here lately. What's that like? Do you only pray when you need something? Do you pray only when you find yourself slipping and you're like, oh God, please forgive me? Do you pray just say hey to God? Do you have a certain time that you pray in the mornings or only at nights before you go to bed? Only before you eat? God bless this food. Or, like, what's your prayer life like? That's what I mean when I'm asking. What's your prayer life like? Do you understand? We have direct connection with the creator of the universe through prayer. All we have to do is come to him in Jesus' name. That's what we're going to talk about, or talk about tonight is our prayer posture, right? You'll see them old ladies. They'll come up to little girls like Tamara and me and be like, fix your posture. And smack you on the shoulder or something. You know, sit up straight. Sit up. You ever heard somebody tell you, sit up straight, fix your posture or whatnot? That's what old ladies do to you. Anyway, um, you'd be like, don't tell me what to do, old lady. No. Uh, but, no. No. But, like, tonight, tonight, hopefully, remember when I said, 
having good posture prevents pain in the future, right? Tonight I want to talk about prayer posture. I want to talk about preventative action uh, and just action in general involving prayer. Uh, And so tonight when I'm talking about prayer posture, I want to talk about not necessarily the uh, shape your body takes as you pray. How many of y'all pray on your knees? Anybody? No? Sometimes I do. Sometimes I don't. How many of y'all pray going down the road? You drivers? You ain't got to close your eyes. You can just pray. Evan thought it was written in the book of laws that you had to close your eyes while you pray. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, There is no book of laws, by the way. Uh, How many of you guys, let's see, what's the different positions one might take? How many of y'all do that when you pray? Hold your hands together. All right. How many of y'all... How many of y'all have done the Instagram picture like this? If you do, you're lame. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Kate's cringing right now. Kate's like, please let it not be anybody. No. Okay. So what I want to talk about is not the position that your body takes, like the form your body takes as you pray. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter whether you're riding down the road. It doesn't matter if you're on your knees. It doesn't matter if you're on your head. While you're praying, okay? That's not what I'm talking about. Not the, not the shape or form your body takes while you pray. But I want to talk about the position of a person in prayer as far as who you are to who you're praying to. Okay? Write that down if you're writing things down. Okay? I'm talking about who you are, your position as who you are to who you're praying to. You get what I'm saying? Prayer posture. Your position in prayer. Who you are to who you're praying to. The Bible says something in Hebrews chapter 4, verses 14 through 16, that that is monumental to our prayer life. It should be monumental to our prayer life. Let's read this together. If you don't have your Bible, look up at the screen. Please pay attention. Please. The Bible says this, Therefore, since we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast to our confession. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weakness, but one who has been tempted in every way as we are, yet without sin. Therefore, let us approach the throne of grace with boldness, I'll say that one more time. Therefore, let us approach the throne of grace with boldness so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in, excuse me, in time of need. A few things I want to point out in this scripture, if you'll pay attention for just a moment. First of all, it says, since we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens. Back in the day, the high priest would be the one, and this is Old Testament culture. Back in the day, the, old, the high priest would be the one Set aside the only one able to enter into God's presence, the holiest of holies of the temple. They would robe him and, 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 and shackle him around his uh, waist with bells and, and things like that and tie a rope to him. And so that if when he went into the holiest of holies, being the only one who could, taking everybody's prayers to God, pretty much being the middleman between the people and God, if he wasn't right... If he was 
sinful, if he had found himself in sin, if God saw him and saw sin on him, when he entered into God's presence, sin cannot be in the presence of holiness like God, like as holy as God, okay? And so he would die, right? He would just die in the wake of God's holiness. And so they'd have to pull dude out. Like they would have to yank dude out, like straight up, Lasso that bad boy up out of there because you don't want a dead body just hanging out in the holiest of holies. Okay, and so they would know, hey, his bells quit, uh, his bells quit jingling in there. Uh, either he's laid out in the spirit or dude done died. I've said that once before in here, but dude done died, and so they would pull him out, right? And so, but what he says here is we have a high priest who has passed through the heavens. In other words, he's made it all the way. He's sitting at the right hand of the Father. He's been all the way where no other man has gone before. Why? Because he's the Son of God, Jesus, the Bible says there. And then it says, let us hold fast to our confession. For we do not have a high priest who is not able to sympathize with our weaknesses. Because he's been tempted just like us. He is able to know exactly what you're going through. He's able to sympathize with your weakness. How many of you, and some of you raised your hands earlier, but how, how many of you believe that, man, my sin has just got me in a place where I, there's no way I can come to God right now. There's no way I could talk to God in prayer right now. My sin's got me in that position. Some of you, okay. Let's be honest tonight. Some of you are like that, okay. Okay, that's cool. Let's be honest. Hey, me too, man. But this is what I want to tell you tonight. Our high priest... Jesus, the Son of God, the one, remember, the high priest is the one who goes between the people and God. And that's Jesus now, right? Our high priest is not unable to sympathize with our weakness. I always say this, there is no sin too great that the blood of Jesus cannot cover, right? Why can't we believe that God, um, he understands his creation, okay? If he couldn't understand you, how could he have created you? Right, But he understands you in your sin. He understands when you mess up. Not in the sense of slap on the wrist, oh, go on, little child. But he understands why you messed up. He understands that you're weak in nature. And that your weakness is something that you're battling with. Right, He understands you in your sin. And so we don't have a great high priest that is unable to sympathize with our weakness. But we have one who has been tempted in every way as we are. Yet he did it without sin. Therefore let us approach the throne of grace. And this is my last thing for this section of uh, scripture. This is a big introduction here. He said let us approach the throne of grace with boldness. So that we may receive mercy to find grace to help us in time of need. I talked about this on Sunday in Sunday school. I kind of just made mention as I was preparing to preach this message. But when I hear that verse, I think about a king in his palace, right? Sitting in the throne room. An earthly king. A king, right? We, we've seen the movies. We got the picture in our head. Every one of us, we got that. We got the picture in our head. King in his throne room. Got the guards at the door. Nobody busts in the door. Like, nobody busts in the room. If you bust in the room of the king, you die. Okay, that's the reason for the guards. Nobody's allowed to just kick the door down like, Yo, king, how's your day been? Okay. But, if that king's son or daughter busted up in the throne room. It was a whole different story. Why? Because it was the king's son or daughter. It was his own. 
he or she could bust through the doors of the throne room and scream, Daddy! And whatever Daddy's doing at that moment, he'll stop for little boy or little girl. That is the same way with God. The Bible says, let us come boldly through the, uh, to the throne of grace to find help and mercy in our time of need. We have the ability to bust right into the throne room of God. Come with boldness and say, Daddy, I need help. And you say, Austin, it's kind of weird that you keep calling God Daddy. Let me tell you why I do that. Matthew chapter 6, verses 5 through 8 says this. This is Jesus speaking. He says, whenever you pray... You must not be like the hypocrites because they love to pray standing in the synagogues and out on the street corners to be seen by people. In other words, they pray just to let people know that, hey, look at me, I got a connection with God. He said, don't be like that. Truly, I tell you, they have their reward. But when you pray, go into your private room, shut the door and pray to your father who is in secret. And your father who sees in secret will, re will reward you. And when you pray... Don't babble like the Gentiles do, since they imagine that they'll be heard for their many words. Don't be like them, because your Father knows the things you need before you ask. The Bible, Jesus says this whenever you pray, you know, don't be like this, but go to your Father in secret. He keeps naming God as our Father. He says, and your Father. Who sees in secret will reward you. When you pray, don't babble. He says, but just tell them what you need. Don't be like the Gentiles because your father knows the things you need before you ask him. It's good to know that we have a father in heaven. Some of you may have been like me or may be like me. And not necessarily have that great of an earthly father. Maybe not present. You're just like me. Hey, we're brothers and sisters in this. Maybe your dad wasn't too present in your, in your childhood. Maybe your dad's kind of just checked out. Maybe you're, you know, maybe you're in that situation. Hey, praise God for you and me. Hey, guess what? We got a father in heaven who loves us and cares for us. And hey, we can bust through them doors of the throne room. And ain't no guard shutting us down. We get straight to the throne. And guess what? He loves it. He loves it when we come with boldness. He loves it when we come and we ask him for what we need and get straight to the point with it instead of uh, rattling on. He says, because he already knows what you need. He's just waiting on you to come to him. And so with all that said, I'm talking about prayer posture tonight. I want to talk about who you are as you pray to the Father. Who are you? I got three things I want to talk about tonight. About when you pray. When you pray, come as His child. Not just a child. Don't come as a child. But come as his child. There's a difference there. A random child don't get to just kick down the doors of the throne room and bust into the king and say, hey, I need this. But his child does. Any one of you can come up to me and ask me for a new Beyblade. I'm probably going to shut you down. Why? Because my boy is bound to ask me for a new Beyblade. For a million times. 
and I will probably get him a new Beyblade the millionth time. Why? Because he's my boy. He's mine. I love him. And that's a lame example, but come as his child. You say, well, what makes me his child? Read with me. Romans chapter 8, verses 12 through 17. Oh, this is so, so good, you guys. So then, brothers and sisters, we are not obligated to the flesh to live according to the flesh. Because if you live according to the flesh, you're going to die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, in other words, you, you come into this new life with Jesus and put away the old man, it says you will live. For all those led by God's Spirit are God's sons. For you did, not, you did not receive a spirit of slavery to fall back into fear. Instead, you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself testifies together with our spirit that we are God's children. And if children also heirs and heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ, if indeed we suffer with him and so that we may also be glorified with him. This scripture right here says, hey, when you give your life to Christ, when you put away the old man and take on the new life in Jesus, you become an heir with Christ. You become a child of God through adoption. The blood of Jesus literally starts the adoption process. As you give your life to Jesus, God, then you inherit a relationship with God the Father in heaven. And that is amazing. That is absolutely bonkers. God the Father, the Father of Jesus Christ becomes now also our Father. And so when we pray, we pray our Father. Remember as Jesus instructs the disciples how to pray. Hey, when you pray, pray like this. Our Father who is in heaven. How holy is your name, right? When Jesus instructs his disciples to pray like that, he's letting, I mean, he's making it full known that, hey, he's not just my father, but hey, through adoption and through the spirit of God, he's now your father as well. And so how great is it to know, Evan, wake up for me, sit up, please. How great is it to know, how great is it to know that, hey, even when daddy on earth checks out, or hey, even when life just sucks and we need a dad that'll do something. Hey, the father of lights, the kingdom of heaven, who like the, 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 the creator of heaven, the creator of earth, him, it's him. God the father is our father. He has adopted us. You know, there's an old process back in the day of this culture. You had a choice. If you had multiple sons, you could give one, an, uh, give one away. You could sell them. You could do whatever you wanted to with it. Why? You had two. You needed one so he could be the heir to whatever you own, right? You can give to him an inheritance whenever you die. But the other one, if you didn't like him, you just get rid of him. Boop. Out to the road. Gone. You can get rid of him. But there was this rule, though. Although you could do that, if you ever adopted somebody... If you ever adopted a boy or a girl, they were with you for life. You could never get rid of them. How fitting is that concept to our relationship with the Father? How we've, through the blood of Jesus, been brought into this adoption. And we've been adopted 
by the Father. A bunch of misfits, a bunch of people who don't belong, a bunch of outliers, a bunch of weirdos, a bunch of smelly teenagers in this room tonight. A bunch of weirdos, right? We've been adopted by the creator of heaven and earth. And there's nothing, the Bible says, that can separate us from the love of God the Father in Jesus Christ. And so through what Jesus has done on the cross, God the Father loves you in a way that that love can never be separated. That's good news tonight. And so when you pray, man, your prayer posture should be this, that you come to him as his child, like daddy. You know what I'm saying? Like you come to him as his child. Number two, when you pray, come expecting to receive. Come expecting to receive. Come like you know your daddy already has uh, exactly what you need in his hands and he's just waiting uh, to give it to you. Remember that verse of scripture that said, don't pray like the Gentiles, but just pray because your father knows the things you need before you ask them? Like he already knows what you need. The Bible talks about expecting when you pray. Let me tell you, uh, Mark chapter 11, verses 22 through 25. Jesus replied to them, have faith in God. Truly I tell you, if anyone says this, or says to this mountain, be lifted up and thrown into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that what he says will happen, it will be done for him. Therefore, I tell you, everything you pray and ask for, believe that you will have received, or believe that you have received it, and it will be yours. I'll say that one more time. Therefore, I tell you, everything you pray and ask for, believe that you have already received it, and it will be yours. And whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive him. So that your Father in heaven will also forgive you your wrongdoing. When you pray, come as his child. And when you pray, come expecting to receive. Come already knowing that he's got it in his hands ready to give it to you. And that he desires to hear your prayer and fill your needs. That's why the Bible said in the first set of scriptures, let us approach the throne of grace with boldness. So that we may receive, somebody say receive, so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in time of need. When you pray, come as his child. When you pray, come expecting to receive. Come like you already know he's got what you need in his hands. And my last and final point, man, we'll have time to sit down and chill and, and, and do whatever here in a second. My last and final point is when you pray, leave with what you need. When you pray, come like his or come as his child. And when you pray, come expecting to receive. And when you pray, get up from that prayer session with what you need. You say, Austin, what do you mean? Man, I'll tell you, there's been a lot of times in history of this youth group 
Even back when me and Sandra were in the youth group, we were sitting in your seats. Man, there have been times me and Sandra both, I'm sure Sandra has, I can't tell, I mean, I don't know for sure, but there have been times, man, I've come to the altar after the youth pastor preached, after Bubba would preach. I come to the altar with something and pray and lay it down hard on the altar like, God, I'm giving up on my sin, and I'm coming straight for you, God. And then, but as soon as I get up, it's, you know, the old saying, you pick it back up with you and take it with you, right? Chris, you fell on the floor again. I want you to leave with what you need. And it's not just me, but God wants you to leave with what you need. Walk away from that time of prayer like you've already received it. Like So if you're praying for revival, if you're praying for something in your life, if you're praying for a family member, man, everything I've talked to tonight goes across the board for your sin, for your needs, for others' needs, for anything you could possibly pray for. When you pray, leave Already believing and walking like it's already happened. That's what that scripture we just read talks about. Walk away from that time in prayer like you've already received what you were praying for. Because that's the kind of faith that God likes his children to have. That's, the kind of, that's what faith is. Believing. That, hey, I've gotten up from this time in prayer. I know my Father has heard me. I know my Father loves me. I know my Father cares about what I just talked to Him about. I was not just talking into air, but I was actually talking to the Creator of the universe. He has what I need in hand, and He's already given it to me. And when we leave with what we need, somebody say, leave with what you need. When we can come to the Father and leave with what we need, when we get up and we already believe that what we've asked for, God has done it, that's the faith. That's the kind of faith that God loves. That's the kind of faith that God gets excited about when His children have that type of faith. Why? Because it shows that you believe. It shows that you trust Him. It breaks my heart when Noah don't trust me. You know, when like he's, uh, say, you know, the old classic, he's up on a ledge, and I'm like, jump to me, son, I promise I'll catch you. If he says no, it breaks my heart. Why don't you trust him? Now, I can see why he don't trust his mom, because his mom's all the time trying to hurt him, popping pimples, uh, scraping scabs, you know, whatever. His mom's a weirdo and just likes to pick things off his body. And so anytime Sandra's like, come here, son, let me check that out. He's like, no, hold on. What are you doing? And then it turns into a fit for the night. But you know what I'm saying. Like, that's the time. Man, when you leave with what you need, man, when you get up from a time in prayer and already just believe with everything inside of you that God has answered that prayer already, that's the type of faith that God gets ecstatic about. That's the type of faith that God... I mean, I believe he turns cartwheels in heaven when a child of his decides to have enough faith to believe in him for once in their life. Man, how's your prayer posture? How many of y'all, this is new information tonight? How many of y'all, y'all learning something new? Be honest with me. All right, a few of y'all, y'all already knew this? All right. Cool. 
hey man, when you pray, come as his child, not just anybody. How many of y'all, I mean, honestly, how many of y'all come to God like as if he don't already know what's going on in your, in your life? Like, how many of y'all come to God sometimes like, like, all right, God, let me fill you in on what's going on? Yeah, a lot of us. How drastically does it change our prayer when we decide to come to him like we're his child and he already knows what's going on in our life? I'm going to give you an opportunity to do just that here in just a minute. I don't know how your prayer life's been. I don't know what your prayer posture is like, you know. But I'm going to be like that old lady until you straighten up. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to be like that old lady. Straighten your posture up. Fix your posture. Man, good posture prevents things. Good posture corrects things, right? A good prayer life. Man, some of y'all wondering why God don't answer your prayers. How many prayers are you praying anyway? What are you praying for? Are you praying like you believe? Man, come on. You, God knows your true faith by how you pray. God sees your faith by how you pray. If you pray like, God, let me fill you in on my troubles. If you can help me, come on, please. If not, all right, I'm going to try and find something else I can. If you pray like that, God knows you're lacking, you're lacking a little bit in faith. But if you come to God like you're his child, and you come to God knowing that you, you're, you're expecting to receive from God, because he's the one that can provide for you anything that you need, can and will. It's one thing to believe that he can, but it's another thing to believe that he can and will, okay? And then you come and, and you leave with what you need. Somebody say, leave with what you need. When you can get up already knowing that, hey, God's answered my prayer. God, hear, God heard my prayer because he's my father, right? If you can pray like that and you leave, you get up from that prayer believing that. Man, how many of y'all got a prayer request in here? You ain't got to speak it out. How many of y'all got something on your heart like, man, I need to take it to the Lord? How many of y'all? Come on now. Be honest with me. All right, all these hands up in this place, man, how awesome would it be if you came to this altar tonight? Music, you can come on up. How, many, how awesome would it be if you came to this altar tonight and you prayed like what we talked about tonight and it actually happened? Because you had enough faith to believe God would do it. Because you had enough faith to believe 100% that God was going to answer your prayer because he is your father. Now, for some of you, he may not be your father's. For some of you, you may not be saved. Remember in that verse of scripture, it said that when you give your life to Christ and you put away the old man and the new, the new person comes, then it's with our spirit and the spirit of God that the adoption process happens. And now you're a, you're, you're a child of God, but maybe you haven't gone through that. You say, Austin, how do I? I need to. All it takes is believing and repentance. That's what Jesus said. Two things to do to be saved. Believe and repent. Believe in Jesus with everything. And then repent, meaning turn away from the old person, right? Turn away from who you are in sin. Run away from sin and go straight for the Father. And with a life progressing towards the Father, man, you'll gain this inheritance. You'll gain this adoption into the family of God. It's awesome. It's absolutely awesome. And so we're going to uh, play something. I don't, I don't have a clue what we're going to pray. But we're going to give you an opportunity. I'm going to ask them to turn the lights a little lower. Just turn, give, it, give us a, a nice little 
you know, whatever. Nice little ambiance or whatnot. Everybody close your eyes. Close your eyes. And I just want, want you to think, man. Uh, how many of y'all, I want to see those hands again. How many of y'all got something on your heart like a prayer request? Like you got something worth praying about tonight. Like if, it, and maybe it's one of those things, I'm going to switch mics. Maybe it's one of those things that like you feel like if God could answer this tonight, it would be the best thing in my life if he would just answer this prayer. Who's that in here? Raise your hand. Man, I see hands up everywhere on this room, in this room. Everybody's eyes closed. Nobody looking around. Tonight you have an opportunity. I want you, those of you whose hands were raised, I want you to get up from where you are and come to this altar and pray like we've been talking about all night long and see what God does in your life. There ain't no shame in coming to God. Come on now, somebody's moving, come on. If you got that, if you got that prayer request we were just talking about, Come on, people all over the room. Come on. And if you'll come and you pray like we've been talking about, oh man, the change that can take place. If you would come and just come as his child and come expecting to believe. And then get up and leave like you've received it. Leave with what you need. 